welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Hi, my name is Joe. I'm a sexaholic. Make this real brief so I can uh, give Bill as much time as I possibly can. Uh, about five and a half years ago, I fell through the doors of SA and uh, I brought with me a little bit of uh, judgmentalness and I surveyed uh, the people that I saw. And, uh, and I, when somebody would, uh, tell their story, I would, I'd think, ooh, you know, I don't want to be like that. Uh, but virtually from day one, I also, uh, had my eyes out for, boy, I want what that person's got. And, uh, one of the people that has been a constant, uh, companion from some distance in rooms, uh, but a constant pa- companion, and then that he's worked the steps and guided uh, others through the steps is Bill Stewart, Bill S. Uh, he always introduces himself with his last name, so I guess I will too. Uh, Bill, come up and talk to us about this. Sure. My name's Bill Stewart, and I am a real sexaholic. Um, I'd like to just pick up where uh, our, our previous speaker left off. Uh, what I have here to share is a message that is life-changing or life-saving, but it is not my message. I couldn't think up this solution. It was given to me. It was given freely. And it was given by people very much like yourself sitting in this room. What I was able to accomplish for myself, I was able to damage one relationship after another, and I arrived at uh, this fellowship three and a half years after the last time that I drank or took drugs, and uh, I could not, could not stop the compulsive behavior that violated my, my uh, most deeply held convictions. And I was at the point where this program was going to work or I was going to end the behavior finally and completely. And the only way I knew to do that was to take my own life. Now, if that's not pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization, I don't know what is. Comment about uh, how I introduce myself. Uh, I walked into a meeting, and this uh, lunatic that I used to sit in AA meetings with, uh, who had once upon a time in a former life been my psychiatrist, Introduced, <laughs> introduced himself with his first and last name, and after a, a, uh, after a short period of time in this fellowship, I decided I wanted what he had. <clears throat> and in spite of fear and shame, I decided I was going to do what he did. And uh, that's, that's the story. Uh, no particular great reason for it other than uh, if it worked for somebody as sick as he is, I thought it might help me. 
So uh, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, to go into any sort of, of of story about about my 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 drunk log or my acting out. Uh, simply to say that 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 the, uh, the that my sexual behavior was revolting to me. I could not stop it, and I knew that I needed help. And someone, uh, my my higher power, put someone in a, uh, in a in a meeting with me in a, in, a, in another group. And uh, the guy uh, had just gotten out of treatment for sexual addiction. And after he finished telling my story, cleverly disguised as his own. I went up. I went up and told him that he was not going to get out of the room alive unless he told me where about these these meetings he was going to to recover from what sounded like uh, like my disease. So, um, what I'd just like to uh, to do is is really go through the steps uh, very uh, directly. Uh, I'm very concrete because when I start thinking. Bad things start happening. So I want to start. I just want to stick real close to this message that I uh, that I that I claim is 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 so uh, incredibly uh, important and valuable. And uh, I'm just going to, uh, to 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 read a little bit uh, out of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't want to start a debate, but I would like to offer to you that the White Book of our Fellowship presupposes that you have the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous to talk about the specific way that the first hundred people recovered from alcoholism as a way of, of, of developing a spiritual solution for all your problems. Now, I do not discount or denigrate the white book. I had been reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous probably through it a half a dozen times before I got this fellowship. And remember, I told you, I was suicidal when I got here. What's in the white book? tells me or taught this sexaholic how to apply the steps in a very specific area of my life. But I'm, I want to talk about the steps right now. So, so, uh, and I know, I, I know which fellowship I'm in, uh, this afternoon. Uh, first of all, it says, uh, uh, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. <clears throat> I just don't know anybody who's truly failed who's thoroughly followed the path. I've seen some people uh, die in this fellowship, uh, but but truly, those who, who are willing to recover seem to be able to do so. The next thing it says, if you have decided you, or not the next thing, but I'm jumping down, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. Well, first of all, uh, if if you see some of the happiness and joy in the faces of people who've been around here for a while and that's what you want, I'm about to tell you how to get it because I'm going to tell you what what we did that worked for us. It's just that simple. And I'm not making it up and I'm not embellishing it. Um, uh, it, it goes on to say, um, say uh, at, uh, at some of these we bought, some of these steps we bought, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. The bad news is that life is hard, and living in this recovery program is about as easy and soft as it's going to get. If anybody else finds an easier, softer way, please let me know. I'll be out of here just that quick. Okay. 
Another comment here is that the results were, some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. I'm going to talk about some of those old ideas in just a moment. And then it, it concludes, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. What is a program of recovery? It is the steps we took. That's the only program of recovery that I know. I'm not saying it's the only one that's out there or the only one that worked. And they say as much as that in the last paragraph of the big book. But I'm telling you what's worked for, at this point, millions of alcoholics. And last night, <clears throat> I counted up 550 years of sexual sobriety in this room. It worked. So, what are the steps? First, we admitted we were powerless over lust, or if you're an Essanon, powerless over sexaholism and that our lives have become unmanageable. What I had my sponsors do, or sponsees do, is what I was taught to do when I got to this program, and that is to make a list. Uh, Harvey has suggested you can do it on one page. I, I'm more grandiose. I need more pages. But just make a list of the examples of powerlessness, the times that I intended to go straight home after work but ended up getting sidetracked, the times that I knew that adultery was wrong but I could not say no, powerlessness. For the Essanons, how many times have you tried to control the behavior only to be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt you can't make the son of a bitch straighten up and do right? Make a list of that, because when you see it in black and white, it becomes, it becomes much more apparent. How about uh, the second part, that our lives have become unmanageable? Some of us have gotten the, uh, the excitement of rides in the back of police cars with blue lights flashing. <laughs> Some of you haven't yet. Okay. Some of us have had the police come to the, to the house to break up family gatherings. Uh, some of us, some of us have even uh, have even had the pleasure of spending Christmas in a psychiatric hospital on suicide precautions, and I don't know that it gets too terribly much more unmanageable than that. But whatever whatever the consequences of the, of of the attempt that we make, when those consequences turn our lives to absolute crap, make a list of that. Okay. Make a list of the, of the times that I have broken the heart of family members or a child. Because that's what the addiction truly has to offer. It does not offer fun, excitement, success. But well, our, our disease will tell us it does. Make a list. Write it down. And then sit down with your sponsor and go over it. Oh, damn, that means i got to have a sponsor. About you guys, but where I grew up, talking about my weaknesses with the people I grew up with was like bleeding in front of a school of sharks. <clears throat> but, but once I found out that I couldn't do it on my own, the fear of going back was greater than the fear of asking someone to help me. And, um, and, and we've heard a lot about sponsorship. I truly, I've never known anyone get through this successfully without the help of a sponsor. 
Okay. Um, once I'd written that out, talked it over with my sponsor, he says, you've done a good job here, you're going to present it to the group. Oh, I love that. Um, I was pretty sure that after I finished with my presentation, there'd be a special group conscious meeting because some of my acting out was truly violent and felonious, and I was afraid that they would say, you're too dangerous, we can't have you here. Uh, as soon as I finished giving my first step, a guy that had come in two weeks after I uh, arrived walked up to me and told me that I had just told his story. Cleverly disguised as the other guy's story who got me there. But the power of finding out that I was not unique in my disgusting form of acting out broke a lot of shame. And that's the purpose of presenting the first step. It may also help the poor guy who got in a few weeks behind you understand <clears throat> that when he tells his story, he will not be asked to. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That coming to believe business is hard for some of us who believe that God gave us the abusive people we grew up with because he didn't like us worth a damn. Now, if you think that I'm going to take the next step of turning my life and my will over to the care of that bastard, I was not that crazy. I was just suicidal. Okay? So what was the problem? Well, the problem was my old ideas. Remember, we heard about those. I had to let go of them. So what about God? Came to believe. How do I do that? One of the finest uh, little bits of spiritual literature of which I am familiar it is Chapter 4 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, titled, We Agnostics. <clears throat> it talks about how we go, how we, how we move from a place of disbelief or lack of knowledge about God to a place where we can make this, the third step. Now, one of the things that I personally do with my sponsees to help them along this is, a, is, is a, an inventory. And it, it's not really all that difficult. All you do is you make three columns on a piece of paper. And, and on the first column, I make a list of the people who were a power greater than myself when I was a child growing up. The next thing I put is what I learned from that person about the nature of a power greater than me. And then I leave the third column blank initially. And I'm going to give a concrete example. Mom, what did I learn? She was a power greater than me. What did I learn about higher power from mom? That higher power waits for you to make the slightest mistake so that you can be beaten mercilessly and have any mistake you make exposed in the most humiliating fashion possible. Now, and I'm going to turn my life and my will over in the next, I don't think so. Well, what's the problem? The problem's not God. The problem's my conception of God. Once I have them get the list done, then we sit down. And if you're thinking about sponsoring somebody, you better be prepared to spend some time. Payoffs are, 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 are really tremendous, but you gotta take the time. You sit down, you go over this, and, and, and one-on-one with the sponsor, you identify what are the false old ideas, and you get rid of those, and you write down what is the truth. Okay? The truth is that my God loves me a lot. Truth is, that he saw me through some real hard times that I know I couldn't have done it myself. That was when I was still acting. 
heard Harvey say that his higher power watched him do every disgusting, despicable thing and loved him. And if he loved him then, he's hog-ass wild about him today. Now, I've, I cleaned that up a little bit, and I, and I just, one of, but one of my daily affirmations is that I am the beloved child of a loving and gracious Heavenly Father, and that my God delights in me. Delights. Now, I can turn my life and my will over to Him. He loves me. And he delights in me. Now that I have gotten rid of some old ideas, I can take that third step. Now, I'm, I, I'm, because of time, I convinced this, condensed this. But if you can imagine, and most of you probably had experiences with more than one higher power growing up. For me, there was mom, dad, grandparents. I was the oldest of the siblings, so I didn't have a big brother or sister. But just run through the list. And that takes time. But it's okay because recovery, you got the rest of your life. Anytime you want to go back out, it's just across the street. But just go ahead and do it. Uh, my decision was that I was going to give this a real trial so that when it failed, I could commit suicide with a clear conscience and you guys would be guilty. <clears throat> Step four. Um, I'm sorry. Step three. Uh, at the end of at the end of, of, of our readings, we have three pertinent ideas. And if you've heard these before, a that we were sexaholic and could not manage our own lives; b that probably no human power could have relieved our sexaholism; and c that God could and would if He were sought. The very next sentence in the Big Book says, "Being convinced we were at step three. Being convinced of what? Of those three pertinent ideas: that I cannot uh, manage my own life." that I'm beyond any human help and I'm going to need God's if I want to get well. If I'm convinced of those three ideas, then I can take the third step, which we've, we've had that prayer a number of times. And for those of you who are accustomed to the promises that get read at the meetings so often, those are the promises that follow the ninth step. You don't get those promises till you've done the ninth step. Too bad. But if you can't hang on till the ninth step, how about how about if I could uh, promise you that um, um, uh, as if uh, that uh, as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of His presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. Now, I don't know about you, but when I first walked in here, somebody said, I can take away your fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter, and you will be reborn. I'd say, what do I have to do? You know, you only have to do the third step to get that. That's the promises for the third step. There's promises all the way through the book. It tells you, you do this step, this is what you get when you do this step. Uh, on uh, the fourth step, it's an inventory. Uh, again, I don't know of, I, I know there's a lot of workbooks out there for, for fourth step inventories. But if you turn to page 65 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it shows you very precisely how to do an inventory of your resentments. 
Then on the next page it says, now make a resentment of, uh, uh, excuse me, a list of your fears even if you don't have a resentment uh, uh, associated with them and look at how they affect your life. And it tells you precisely how to write it out. You don't have to do it that way. It's just that this is what's worked for over a million people. Try your own way if you insist. Um, that, so that takes care of, of resentment and fears. Man, if I could just get rid of that, that was a big improvement. And then on page 68, and this is the one I missed when I was in AA, it says, now about sex. <laughs> but what does it say when you, when you skip a couple of paragraphs? It says, we reviewed our own conduct over the years past. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Whom had we hurt? Did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? We got this all down on paper and looked at it. Well, it didn't mean I looked at it uh, all by myself, because I, I can lie to myself as convincingly as I can lie to you. But then it goes on. It says, in this way, we tried to shape a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life. We subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? We asked God to mold our ideals and to help us live up to them. That's it. That's how we write out the fourth step about sex. It doesn't sound nearly as disgusting and, and, and shameful when you look at it that way. Next step is step five. And it tells us in the big book why just writing it out and looking at it ourselves doesn't seem to be, be uh, sufficient. And it says we've got to sit down and share this with another person. Well, uh, I wasn't thrilled about that prospect either, but let me tell you what happens when we pocket our pride <clears throat> and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of our past. Once we have taken this step withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Does anybody want this, to be alone at perfect peace and ease? Our fears fall from us we begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. We feel that we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the Spirit of the universe. That's what you get when you do step five. We haven't even gotten to step nine yet, guys. The good news is, this stuff gets better every step of the way. And I'm glad it did because I couldn't have held on where I was long enough to get through the first nine steps. Um, then it tells us step six that we return home and find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. And it tells us specifically what we do for the sixth step. And that is where we review what we've done thus far, thanking God for his help to this point. And then step seven is the uh, is, is where we ask God to remove the defects of character and it suggests a prayer for that. And um, and the words are optional, but um, it says we pray something like this, my creator, I am now willing you should have all of me, the uh, the good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. 
defects that stand in the way of my usefulness to God and others. That's what was in, that, that was what was turning my life into a cesspool. And when those defects begin to be removed, and they don't, in my case, they didn't all go away at once. I've got a number of friends in the audience that'll promise you that's true. But there's also some people who were here the day I walked in and you ask any of them, is he any better now? And they'll say, oh yeah. <laughs> it may not be pretty from where, you, where you're seeing today, but let me tell you, from five years ago, it's a real big improvement. Um, and then we, we make the list of people we harm and, be, and become willing to make amends, and then we begin the process of making amends. i got to tell you, you start making, a, making amends to people before you've done the, the previous work, you're going you're gonna to stomp all over them. You're going to create much bigger problems in their lives, and then you're going to have amends to make for your amends. They numbered these steps for a reason. And I think that anyone who, who has the arrogance to suppose that, that he or she knows best to whom to make amends and how to make those amends without discussing it with a sponsor is in for a lot of pain. And I just want to, want to offer that. I, I, I went around and around with my sponsor about some, some, uh, some women that I had abused fairly, uh, fairly terribly, uh, over the years past. And I understand, uh, my sexual acting out started when I was about, with, with other people started when I was about 14 or 15. So some of these people I hadn't seen in 30 years. And, and the way to make amends was something that I couldn't come up with by myself. I needed help on how to do that. And remember, uh, that last part, except when to do so would injure them or others. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I just, just can't, uh, uh, emphasize too much, uh, how important it is to ask for help with that and support. Now, if you're willing to go to this link of actually going to those SOBs and making amends for your part of the mess, then you will get the promises that are more familiar. That we're going to know a, a new happy, uh, a new freedom and happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. This is the part I like. No matter how far down the scale I have gone, I will see how my experience can be a benefit to others. So think about it. The more disgusting it was, the bigger benefit it's going to be to somebody else. That's grace. The feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and <clears throat> and gain interest in our uh, fellows. I've gained interest in my fellows, but I've got to tell you, the selfishness ain't all gone yet. Self-seeking will slip away and our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. No promise about economic insecurity, just that the fear of it will leave you. <laughs> we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. My intuitive way of handling situations which used to and still do baffle me Pick up the phone and call my sponsor. He ain't baffled by my stuff. It's his stuff that gets him confused. <laughs> Most importantly, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. 
they are being fulfilled among us. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, they will always, they will always materialize if we work them. Um, that gets us through the first nine steps. Now, that's where we establish a relationship with God and clean up our relationships with others so that in 10, 11, and 12, we really can begin to enjoy the fruits of this program. Uh, I do not have enough time to talk in detail about uh, steps uh, 10 and 11. I would like to mention them briefly to say that, that on page 84 of the big book, it says that, uh, very briefly, that uh, in step 10, that we continue to look for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. That's what the columns were about earlier in step 4. So it's a, it, it's, a, it's a shortened form to keep us current on our inventory, okay? And when we're wrong, when we see those things, when they crop up, we promptly take action by uh, asking God to remove them and, uh, and going back and making amends where we need to, right then, in the moment, okay? And, and, and a brief promise that when we get to this point, um, we have ceased fighting anything or anyone for, by this time, sanity will have returned. The idea when I came in here that one day I would have sanity returned, you know, that, that, that seemed a little bit much to swallow. Um, but it does return. Um, on, as far as prayer and meditation, uh, you know, we, we've got workshops on that and that's, that's a whole other subject. I would offer though that, uh, that in the, uh, the 12 and 12, is, is a wonderful prayer that is sometimes referred to as the 11th step prayer and by other people as the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. It's the one that starts, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace or a channel of your love. Depends on which version you use. But, um, you know, I always wanted to be a channel of love and I just didn't know how to do it. But I was I was I was shown how how I could do that. How, how's the time? I was I was told uh, I was taught how I could do that. And um, <clears throat> there's some people in this room <clears throat> who have told me that I have been a channel of love. It um, that's very humbling. And those of you who suffer from the disease I do know that we could never do that by ourselves. Every time we tried to be a channel of love, we became an, a, a, a vessel of lust. And that problem has been relieved. Um, I want to take just a couple of minutes, though, uh, with the 12th step, because, uh, because in my mind, uh, this, this is something that, that really, I guess in one sense, it's what it really is all about. And first of all, you can read it up there on the, the, behind, on the wall behind me, but it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. The spiritual awakening is the result. It doesn't say as a result. It says the result. It doesn't say that having gotten the job we wanted as the result of these steps, having, having gotten back the lost lover as the result of these steps. It says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And a spiritual awakening is described in, in, in some detail throughout the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
But to me, it simply means that I now have a conscious relationship with a God of my understanding. And when I have that relationship, then I can begin to, to do some other things that I could not do before. First of all, I want to try to carry this message to others. I can carry this message especially effectively to drunkards, dope fiends, and perverts because I are one. Okay? But I can also share this message with other people who want to know how it is that the person they knew some years ago no longer walks around starting fights, going to jail, or suicidally depressed. And I can share that with those people. Um, and in the same way, uh, those of you who have an experience similar to what the person next to you is suffering from now have the message if you've done the steps. But it tells me just just right there uh, that that I in, in in black and white that I can't transmit something I don't have, and the only way I can get it is to do the work. That's for me. If somebody finds a shortcut, see me after the meeting, please. Okay. <clears throat> and to practice these principles in all of our affairs, that means that I practice these principles of love, tolerance, truth, consideration respect in all of my affairs with my family members, my friends, people I do business with. Do I do it perfectly? Of course not. But the, the more I do it, the better my life gets. You know, I haven't really had uh, 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 any sort of desire to harm myself or to take my life in a long time. This from a guy that, that was, was on suicide precautions Six years ago today, because I could not commit that I would not harm myself for the next 30 minutes. I could not honestly make that commitment. Six short years, and I'm free from that. And by the way, it, 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 the, it, it went away a lot more than just yesterday. Okay. So, if we do this and begin to, to start sharing this, uh, this uh, message with others, what happens? More promises. Life will take on a new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up around you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. And then it has <clears throat> closes with uh, with the suggestion that um, that I, I find really uh, very much sums up what this program tells me to do. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you have, or excuse me, give freely of what you find and join us. <clears throat> we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. It's not the road to happy destiny, 
throat of anger. May God bless you and keep you until then. That's pretty much all that I have to offer. In a very thumbnail sketch, that's really all that I did. And the return on the effort is that <clears throat> that um, in in two weeks. <clears throat> In two weeks, I'm going to be marrying a beautiful woman who knows my story. My um, estranged son, who spent the year of 1998 not speaking to me, including when we were at his uh, cousin's funeral, asked, uh, agreed when I asked him to be in the wedding. I uh, I have walked through my uh, nephew's death in a, in a motor vehicle accident with a, a sister who was also in another 12-step fellowship, and I've been emotionally present for that, for her. Uh, I have seen my family, uh, my family siblings uh, uh, ask what they can do to... to, to participate in my wedding. This is from people who were afraid to have me around when I was drinking, especially if I was armed. Um, you know, it, it's funny now. It wasn't nearly as funny then. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, what this, that's, what, that's what's happened. And if somebody had told me this would be possible six years ago, I would not have believed him. I just wouldn't have believed him. All I wanted was to be able to stop the compulsive acting out behavior so that I wouldn't have to, 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 to go to prison and, and, and maybe somehow uh, stop having the suicidal thoughts. And I got all that, but I got so much more. And... Um, and, and I really and truly uh, owe it uh, not to my own efforts. Uh, as, as, as the former speaker suggested, uh, I, uh, I received from people who had walked this path before what they had been given by someone else who had walked the path and so forth. And each of you today sitting here has the opportunity, if you wish, to, to receive yeah, and then share it with someone else who is suffering badly enough and feels the way you did when you finally decided that you were desperate enough to walk into your first meeting of uh, Sexaholics Anonymous or Fessanon. And for that, I can never be sufficiently grateful. Thank you. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.com. 
thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.